What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. Hi, my gorgeous friends. Welcome to Manifest Daily. If you're new here, my love, welcome. I'm super excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of Manifest Daily. And of course, if you're an OG listener, you already know the vibes. Okay, hey girl, hey, hey boy, hey, what's poppin', what's good? Welcome back to another episode of Your Fave. My loves, I am super, super, super excited to be recording this episode because I feel, (laughs) I feel such a complete, like, night and day difference between the emotional and mental state that I was in when I recorded the last episode when I was experiencing that existential crisis and now. And, you know, it's so crazy because I talk a lot about astrology in that particular episode. And obviously today we are doing the energy report. So it's all about astrology, which I'm so excited for. But I want to just quickly say that with my moon sign being cancer, And just kind of learning more about the moon and learning more about Cancer Moon specifically, I recognize the way that my emotions can sort of ebb and flow. And then, you know, in that episode, I also talked about all of the particular transits that were occurring to kind of like place that pressure on me to feel like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. I have to, I have to figure it out now. I have to like get my shit together. Like, wh- like what is the shit that I'm even getting together? It was just a lot going on. And I know that there are several of you that messaged me either on Instagram or Geneva. And, you know, if I haven't responded yet, I do plan to, but I know we've been having these chats about many of y'all also being like in a similar space and whether it's the question of going back to school or the question of what your career is or why you're doing the things you're doing or you know, if you want to move or if you want to just embark on a completely different journey in life and you feel as if you do want to burn it all down to the ground, I think a lot of us are going through that right now. And again, just bringing it back to that astrology that I am just so obsessed with these days is I feel like it's just all written in the stars. And this is quite a time where a lot of us who are here, I think that our our mission here is to heal the world in some way, whether that is through our like particular gifts or starting certain businesses or whatever it is. I think that part of that journey and that mission requires us to have this existential crisis or these multiple existential crisis moments and really ask ourselves what it is that we're doing and sort of like realign and 
I, like I said, I'm feeling a night and day difference between where I was emotionally and mentally that day and where I am now. And I kind of want to give y'all tea on that, okay, before we get into the energy report. So if you are subscribed to my email list, you would have seen yesterday, I sent out an email talking all about the full moon. I actually did a whole blog post on my website, themanifestdaily.com, talking about a full, or did I just say new moon? I feel like I'm going crazy. I think maybe I accidentally said new moon, full moon, okay? If I said new moon, I meant full moon. But um, I did an entire blog post going over a full moon ritual, how you can perform a full moon ritual, what that looks like. And then I also did a TikTok and an Instagram reel talking about the same thing. So if you're, you know, anywhere on the internet and you're interested in that kind of stuff, I will link those down in the show notes. If you are listening to this episode on you know, September 1st when this is going live or perhaps even September 2nd, this will still be relevant. You can still perform the ritual even a couple days after the full moon be. This is a really powerful one. So the energy is still quite potent and you're able to kind of tap into that energy that you need to release anything that is not serving you as you head into that next chapter. Now in the email that I wrote yesterday, um, and again, my email list will also be down below if you're interested in the weekly emails, but I just kind of like just word vomited on the page and talked to y'all about what I was going through in that mental state and kind of what I did to find clarity. So that day, you know, you guys heard it as it was happening. And I, I almost deleted the episode. I won't even lie to you. I think sometimes when I come to the podcast and I'm in a mental state like that, there's a lot of fear and a lot of shame because I'd never want to come on here and be like sounding like I'm complaining like that's not what I want to do and that isn't what I felt like I was doing but I also get nervous about coming to you guys when I haven't yet quite figured it out because it feels like okay I'm waiting in the mucky water and like I don't know what I'm doing and I'm just kind of like chatting but I guess it's what you do with friends right and you just like chat with your friends I know sometimes I go to my friends I'm like I just need you to listen and like maybe don't even say anything back like don't have any advice for me just kind of hear me vent hear me like ramble and I'll kind of figure it out and so that is something that I know works for me is just having that safe space to to ramble and talk it out so I came to you guys when I was in that moment and we talked and I just kind of got it all out I went to lay down after that I kind of like had some stillness and again I had conversations with Monica my mom and Tanya and I was just kind of like having these different conversations where I asked for that space to just talk. I was just like, I just want to talk and ramble and try to arrive at my own conclusion. I don't really want advice. I don't really want your opinion. I just want to speak and see what comes up. And later that night, I had a podcast interview. This is actually a a quite late interview. I never do interviews this late, but this particular guest is located in Australia. And so it was her morning, my nighttime, we get on a call and it was a human design expert. And if you listen to any of my human design episodes, you guys would know I'm a projector, but specifically I'm a 5'1 and I'm also a self-projected projector. If you know what any of that means, great. If not, that episode will clear things up really well for you when I, when I um, publish that one in a couple of weeks or possibly months. But in any case, I get on the call with this particular person and it was a really cool episode. I think you guys will actually enjoy this one because we did like a hybrid between this person giving me like a reading kind of like looking at my chart and then also me asking her questions. So I was kind of like, okay, like what does this mean in my chart? And if someone has this, what does this mean? So if you are a projector, you are going to love this episode because like 
you know, she really gets into a lot of projector specific details. And if not, you'll still gain a lot of insight from it because we talk about how to break things down in your chart aside from being a projector. But as we're talking and, you know, we're going through this session interview hybrid situation. She tells me about a particular person. We were talking about multiple people, but specifically we're talking about how with projectors, our thing is that when we're like minding our business, when we're like having fun with whatever it is that we're interested in and just doing our thing, people are drawn to us. People are magnetized by that. When we try to push and sell and be like, hey, look at me. Hey, hi, I have this thing. Hi, I, I have words. I know, I know. I can tell you like, <laughs> I can give you really good advice. I know things. People are like, who, who is she? <laughs> like, why? Like, who is she? It's very repelling. It's very repelling. And if you are a projector, you may have noticed this where sometimes like your friends will come to you and maybe they'll, you know what? Maybe it's not even that they come to you. Maybe you're just like, you're seeing things like they're telling you these stories and you're kind of like, you know, you have a really good piece of insight, but the minute you share it, they're like, they're looking at you sideways. Like, girl, ain't nobody asked you for your advice. Like baby, I was just trying to share. But if someone does come to you and they do ask you and they do invite you to share your wisdom and you share it, it just hits different. And I feel like this show is an invitation. Like this, like if you come to Manifest Daily to listen to me, especially if you're someone who has found me somewhere else or perhaps you're really drawn to my energy, the things that I say hits you differently because I can... Like I can see you in a way that perhaps you don't necessarily feel seen in other ways in your life. And I can give advice that really is quite potent. But if someone comes here and they're not open to whatever it is I have to share, it's repelling to them. And they're just like, who, why, is she, like, who is this girl? Like, what is the vibe here? I don't get it. I have to go. So that being said, we're talking about, you know, again, this idea of sharing the, the things that are really interesting to you. And I've always felt in a way... Like I've struggled with that because even on the show, I don't think I've ever felt like I had a one thing. You know, the show is called Manifest Daily. At one point, I was talking about manifestation and I, I remember having this similar existential crisis moment when I came on the show and I was telling you guys, I don't want to be boxed into this like she's a manifestation coach sort of box because that's that is not how I identify. That is not what I want to be known for. I'm a powerful ass manifester. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I will think something. I will say something. I will speak it. And it comes into my life. Now, you know, other things <laughs> your girl is struggling with, you know, calling in. And that's why I think those other things are divine timing. They have nothing to do with me and like my ability to manifest because I know that other things, I will say it. And within minutes, like it's, it's wild within minutes, I will manifest these things into my reality. And it's because I've done this work to understand like how this works. And I've done the work to understand the energy and also to understand where it is I have blocks and where it is I can continue breaking down my own blocks to continue doing this work in a very powerful way. But that being said, I've, I've never felt like that was my one thing because it's, I like talking about it, but I like talking about it in a holistic way. Like I bring in other things. It's not, let's sit here and script out, you know, but we're talking about other ways that we can draw in from other modalities, other pieces of knowledge in order to manifest. So anyways, that being said, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking. And 
I was kind of like, you know, thinking like, what is, what is my thing? What is my thing? And to bring it back to, to kind of skirt back into the day a couple hours before, I remember praying for clarity. And I also, in the um, email I sent out, I, I sort of explained what I meant by this because I think the word prayer or praying to pray that verb alongside the word God, I think that we have really created this strong association to religious systems with these words. And for some of you guys listening, it's it's triggering, right? You may have grown up in a quite religious household. Perhaps you're, you're still in one and maybe for you, it didn't create the, the loving environment that you want. It wasn't something that you felt drawn to. And perhaps those words are triggering so you stay away from them. And so, you know, we hear people talking about spirituality through the lens and words of the universe, um, energy, source, guides, that kind of thing. I use those words as well, but I also I also feel really drawn to the word God and feel feel really drawn to the word prayer. And when I pray, I'm simply having a conversation with God and my guides. I'm having this co- this open conversation of, I feel like there's something that I'm being called and drawn to do here, but I'm a little bit confused and I need help. Because your guides, source, God, the universe, whatever words you want to use, cannot intervene or, or will not typically intervene let me not make it a one sum situation there, will not typically intervene unless you ask for help. And I think that's that's such a freaking game changer when you learn that. Because for a long time, I felt like a lot of the content I would see around manifestation, it was meant to be empowering, right? With people being like, you're the creator of your life. You can create the things that you want. But in some ways it was very disempowering when I would try and try and try to create something and it wouldn't manifest. And I would be like, well, what am I doing wrong? What is wrong with me that I am trying to do these things? I'm doing all the right things, but it's not working. And that is where I think the, you know, I had to shed some layers around how I interpreted manifestation and how I understood manifestation for me to personally find the most success in my journey. Now you can believe that you are the sole co-creator. You cannot believe in a higher power. And if that is what serves you, if that is what makes you feel the most empowered, then absolutely. But if you're similar to myself, you might be like, no, I want to feel like I'm walking through this journey, this life with a higher power by my side who supports me, who's guiding me, who's showing me little clues to let me know that I'm doing things that are aligned with my path. And so when I had this moment of, you know, do I want to go back to school? Do I want to switch careers? Like, what, what, what am I doing? I was like, this feels like an invitation and a calling to something here. There's something here for me. And I'm a little bit confused and I need clarity. I need you to give me a sign. I need clear understanding. I need a message. I need something. I need something. And so, you know, fast forward back to this conversation I'm having with this human design expert and we're chatting, we're chatting, we're chatting. And I forget what it is she said to me, but it clicked. Something and it clicked. And there was this moment where it came through so subtly so quietly that I almost missed it and I think that is that's the thing with intuition and that's the thing with you know nudges and messages is that you have to be so open to receiving and hearing because sometimes it's not this loud jarring oh my god you have to do this sometimes it's very very quiet 
it's in the stillness. And that's why a lot of people get these messages during meditation, because it's in that stillness. It's in that quiet. It's in the moments where you're, you're open, you're open and you're like, whatever is supposed to come in, I'm ready to receive it. And it came in and I remember thinking, I am so obsessed with astrology. Like, why am I not doing more with that? Why am I not doing more with that? And it's really funny because the clues have been there, but they've been getting like more and more like like stronger, more like clear leading up to this moment. So the other day I had this like human design reading with another human design expert. Um, I'm also really into human design as well. So, you know, don't be surprised if I start to mix that in with the astrology here. But I had this conversation and I had a reading with someone and I remember being like, you know, I love talking about astrology. I love like doing the energy reports on my show. I'm so into it. But I was like, sometimes I feel like people are like, this is so basic this is such like base level astrology and then she was just like you do realize that you probably know more about this than most of your audience like she's like yeah there are people that you know have studied this for years and years and years and know more than you but she's like but there are people that don't know as much as you. And so even this information that you're sharing from this perspective of I'm still learning, I'm discovering this with you and I'm sharing, you know, what I have learned and, and how I've learned it. There's a unique and beautiful perspective in that because I'm not sharing it and, and coming to y'all from a place of like, I'm this, you know, ridiculous expert. Like I know all the things. I'm going to give you like all the major terminology. I'm like breaking it down because for me, I need to break it down to understand that's how I'm learning. So long story short, I did decide to go back to school, <laughs> but not a traditional um, school, at least not for now. And I say that the not for now, because honestly, you guys, I love learning. I like, I love school. I'm one of those people. And so I can see myself going back for another master's, doing a PhD, doing a doctor, like doing something, you know, in the future. But for now, um, I ended up enrolling in this astrology course with one of my favorite favorite, favorite astrologers ever. And it was just so kismet the way it worked out, the timing of it all. Um, and I enrolled and, you know, it's eight weeks. It's already I'm in it and it feels like I'm back in traditional school. Like I got my Microsoft OneNote. I have like my little flashcards. I set aside a couple hours a day for studying. Yesterday we had a workshop. We did like a two hour workshop talking about um, full moon stuff, Saturn stuff, just going over a bunch of different virtual truths and vices for all of the signs and all of these things. And it's, it feels good. It feels good. And so I'm challenging myself to kind of explore that, explore it without, you know, any sort of expectations or any sort of plan of what that will morph into, but explore it from this lens of just simple curiosity and simple desire to share what I'm learning because that's what this show has always been and I think this is just you guys have seen it I mean <laughs> obviously in the the energy reports but then even in the conversations I have with y'all on the show it's like every I feel like every piece now I'm leaning into looking at the astrology and how to interpret that to understand better how I can navigate a specific chapter and season of my life. And I found it so, so powerful and so empowering for myself personally. And I only hope that this is empowering for you guys as well, these energy reports. And then also the more that I learn, the more that I can selfishly like learn about myself and my own chart, but also bring y'all more information. So I'm super excited about that. That's kind of, you know, 
how I arrived at where I've arrived. And I wanted to give you a little closing to that particular existential crisis moment because I feel like it was I left it wide open there when we ended last time. But um, but yeah, if you are going through that moment and you know, for you, you're, you're seeking that clarity, ask, just ask, ask for the sign, ask for the clarity, ask for the help, talk it out. Um, human design has been really powerful and potent for me as well. Like I said, I don't be surprised if I integrate that into the, just what I'm doing moving forward as well. But one of the things I find really powerful and potent is my ability or not my ability, but in my design specifically, it's talking it out. Self-projected projectors, their, their whole thing is like, we have a really strong understanding of our at least actually I don't know if it's all self it's not all self-projected I don't think this is why I need to learn more about human design but I personally in my chart I have a very I have a defined g-center so I have a very strong sense of identity and so this talking it out is helpful for me because as I talk it out I can literally feel what feels like me and what doesn't you know what I mean I, I had someone give me this analogy of like they're like okay it's like if we went clothing shopping It's like, for me, if you were to show me a dress or show me like a pair of jeans or something like a shirt, I could look at it and be like, oh, like that's absolutely me. Like that's my style for sure. Like, let me get that. Let me try it on. Or I could be like, oh girl, that's, (laughs) you thought that was really me? Like for real, please put it back, put it back. So I have that really strong sense of self in that way, but it's even more so magnified and like intensified as I talk things out. And so my desire to have these conversations that day that all of this was unfolding selfishly was about my, not even selfishly, I just, I knew that's how I come to an answer. That's how I figure things out. It's just by talking and it's really kismet. I would say I was following my design even before I knew what my design was, creating a podcast because this is literally what I meant to do. And like in my chart, um, even in my astrology chart, actually, it's really interesting. There's a lot of stuff that points to me speaking and talking as like my profession and as part of my my greater purpose here. So thank you for helping me to fulfill that and and follow that because it really does feel quite aligned. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. 
I love to add in the squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. Okay, my loves, um, let's go ahead and get into the energy report. We have a couple of things to cover. I also want to say that in this journey of exploration, if you are also on social media, I will be posting more of the um, different breakdowns and things like that on Instagram as well as TikTok. So if you um, like visuals, because I'm also like a visual learner, I love to, to see the things that I'm hearing about as well. You can find these different breakdowns over on Instagram. Really quick, I want to share a story about TikTok really quickly before you go into the energy report. So I had taken a a really long break from TikTok. I think it's been over a year since I have been actively posting. And I I honestly thought it was the platform. So there were a couple different things. Um, I work in social media. And I think when I, working in social media is interesting because sometimes it makes me just like not want to be on the platforms for myself and for like my personal use because it just I'm so exhausted by having to do it in a professional setting that coming like just separating my nine to five mindset on social and then my like personal mindset it becomes really hard and so I thought that was a part of it. And I remember having a conversation with Christina the other day, the relationship boss. If you are familiar with her, she has amazing content on just relationships and navigating romantic relationships. And we were having kind of like a, like I guess like a coffee chat. There was no coffee involved. We were just like chatting. We were catching up. And, you know, she was asking me about TikTok and, and stuff like that. And I was kind of talking through it. And again, you can hear this, this proof of how I arrive at really, really beautiful nuggets of wisdom and insight from conversation with others. So I love, that's why I love getting on here because I arrive at such beautiful insights. But we were talking and I remember explaining to her my journey with TikTok and what came up to me or what came up for me was that when I was on TikTok, y'all know how when you're on the platform, TikTok really, really puts you in a bucket. Like if you have a piece of content that does really well on a specific topic, the more you do content that fits into that bucket, the more you do well, because the algorithm says, oh, this person shares about this and this is what people interact with. Great. Push it out, push it out, push it out. And so that's what really helps you build a following there and helps you create a niche. What I found is when I was navigating dating and, you know, being single, on TikTok, I was sharing a lot of content with kind of this like, what, what would I say? that It was kind of like a, a lens of, I wanted to be funny, 
But I also, there was a lot of pain because I was going through a lot of painful things, like a lot of the ghosting, a lot of just like the just nonsense on dating platforms, just all of the things like the streets, like we're just giving just absolutely just disgusting, just like vile. <laughs> and I was navigating that. And so I wanted to share that on, um, on TikTok. And it became this thing where when I would share content about dating and it was sort of like, you know, the, the stories about how the guys are forever talking about how they're 6'4", or how yet another guy like unmatched after matching with me on Bumble randomly, like, dude, like, why did you swipe right? Like, what is going on? You know, sharing all of these like just annoying stories. That's what people liked. And so that's what I kept leaning into. And I didn't want to lean into it because I was like, I don't want to be doing dating content. Like I don't want to be known for dating content because that's not my content, but that's what was doing well. And you have to also recognize the power of what you speak into your life and what you, you continue to create. Do you see what I'm saying? And so in me doing that, in me making this content that was then being amplified on the social media by the audience, I was speaking more of those experiences into my life, more of the ghosting, more of the trash relationship experiences, more of the struggle, more of the annoyance, more of the frustration. The more I spoke it, the more it became. And even before I had this realization, because to be quite honest with you, this is a quite recent revelation for me something in me innately knew that even though I couldn't vocalize it I didn't have the words I didn't put one and two together yet but I knew innately that something about the platform felt off to me something about the content that I was posting there didn't feel right like it did not sit right with my soul and I think that was my sign of like ooh, this like this could be a powerful platform for you yeah but if this is what you're speaking into it you're speaking more of this negativity into your dating life and let me tell you something I don't want <laughs> any of that in my dating life I don't want any of that so I took a break and I left and you know Recently, I've just kind of been having people mention it to me more and more and more. And I just kind of felt like, no, 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 I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. But recently what I did was, again, after having this sort of, you know, message come to me, I said, you know what, what I'm going to do, because I've received this clarity that I prayed for, what I'm going to do as part of my action step is I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to lean into it. I'm going to experiment with it. And what I asked for, for my guides from God, is that as I'm leaning in, if they could show me if this is right, if they could give me some sign that my leaning in, my my deep dive into this is aligned with my path. So all of that to say, that was kind of like the TikTok story to really remind you to, to I, it, this isn't the fear monger thing of like, be careful what you speak out there, but you know, kind of is. It's more of like, a, if you're on social media, and especially if you're creating content, if you are having conversations with your friends, your family, whatever it is, I want you to be really, really conscious of what you're speaking over your life. How are you describing your dating? How are you describing what you're struggling with? Because even in, you know, with, with the existential crisis and everything, I, I wanted to be really conscious. I was like, I, 
I know that I'm right now feeling a bit lost, but I also know that this is part of the journey. And I know there's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful things on the way, right? So it's like, how can we be more conscious of like what we're speaking over our lives? Okay, this is the longest intro. My lips are getting dry. I don't even think I have a lip balm in here. Let me pause really quick, you guys, and go get myself my Fenty lip balm because my lips are getting crusty. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and dive into the September 2023 energy report. And if you're coming back to listen to this, I will put timestamps below. But also know, um, someone pointed this out to me on Instagram. I didn't even like recognize or realize this, but when I add like little ad time blockers in my in the episodes, so sometimes ads get put in there, sometimes they don't. I don't really control that, to be honest with you. So I... The timestamps may be a little off, so you may need to just kind of like fast forward maybe 30 seconds or so. You can also skip the ads if you need to just listen, okay? Listen, this is not YouTube. You can skip it. Even if you don't have premium, there is no premium here, okay? All right, let's go ahead and get into the energy report. So September 3rd, first major thing that we have on our list, okay? Venus goes direct or Venus stations direct. I'm trying to like work on um, how I'm describing these things to be a little bit more... <laughs> More professional, a little bit more correct. Um, <laughs> Venus stations direct in Leo, okay? So y'all remember we did the whole like Venus retrograde in Leo episode. If you did not listen to that, go back and listen because I break down for every single rising sign what you can expect. And you can also use your sun sign, but these are based on rising. So it like if you can find out your rising sign, highly recommend it because as I do more of these like breakdown episodes for you guys, it will be really, really beneficial for you to know your rising sign because that will help it to be even more accurate. Venus stationing retrograde in Leo is what we've been experiencing. So for a lot of us, you know, we had that moment of introspection. Retrogrades aren't bad. I think I used to be of the belief that retrogrades are kind of like, oh my God, like don't do anything. It's a retrograde. Ah, things are going to break. No, retrogrades are all about introspection. They're about going inwards. Think of it as like, you know, the shadow and the light. Retrogrades to me represent more of that shadow. It's kind of like what's hidden in the darkness, what's inside. What do you have to sort of like discover you know, in the shadows before bringing it to light. What is that saying? It's like whatever happens in the darkness is brought to light or something like that. It's kind of that vibe. So that's kind of what a retrograde is, right? So when Venus was retrograde, or when Venus was stationed retrograde, rather, you may have found that you had all of the, the Venus retrograde themes emerge in your life, maybe some, maybe all. So perhaps your exes showed up, right? Or maybe your exes didn't even show up, but what happened was they were on your mind more. I remember, you know, during the height of this particular Venus retrograde, I obviously went through a breakup. You guys have heard that. I've mentioned it like a million times now. Like you get it, okay? But I also had these moments where I was thinking about my exes and not specifically the the most uh, recent ex, but I was actually thinking about my ex who I lived with in Jersey and kind of like almost these moments of going back and rethinking the relationship and being like, you know, what, what, like, where was, where did things start to split? You know, could I have fixed things? Like, it was just sort of these moments of like reflection and introspection a lot of just kind of rethinking the situation, trying to get a different perspective on it, trying to see if there were any things that I didn't look over when it came to those situations. So whatever we talked about for your particular theme 
of Venus retrograde. Again, it's in that episode I did. That's what you were kind of like introspecting on. So perhaps like myself, if you're an, if you're an Aquarius rising, it was about your love life. It was about your values when it comes to love, the types of relationships that you want. So for me, it was a lot of, yes, you know, introspection, reflection on the, the past relationships, the breakup, all of these things. But then it was also like, okay, knowing everything that I've gone through, all of these relationships with men that I've had, what does that mean for the relationship that I want next? What does that mean for how I want to approach dating in order to find my lifelong partner? What does that mean about who I need to be, what boundaries I need to set, what I need to do in order to show up as that version of myself to attract the version of you know the partner that I need and that I want? So depending on what particular house Venus was stationed retrograde in for you, that's going to affect the particular thing you were like introspecting on. I'm not sure if that's a verb in that way, but you get it. Okay. Perhaps this was also about money for you. You know, Venus, when we talk about Venus, it's love, it's money, it's aesthetics, it's, you know, Venus retrograde was not a time to like make drastic changes when it comes to your beauty or your style, things like that. Just because when a planet is stationed retrograde, it's a time for us to think over things before making any drastic moves. Because sometimes what happens is you might make a decision during during a particular retrograde, and then you might find that when you come out of the retrograde, when the when the planet has stationed direct, you are like, ooh why did I do that? Or you have this complete change of mind that really alters your perception of the particular thing that you did. So during the the retrograde station, you were like, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, I'll like completely dye my hair red. I'll get bangs. Oh, a vibe. This is such a vibe. And then Venus stations direct and you're like, now why the hell I do that? (laughs) You're like, girl, why am I well? Unwell. Absolutely unwell. Just, just, psychotic really (laughs) so that could be a thing could also be money so perhaps you know I have a friend who Venus uh was stationed retrograde in her eighth house and so what that looked like for her was she was actually doing a lot of thinking about investments because eighth house is money but it's more like collective money it's kind of like you know investments um loans debt that kind of thing could also be um just transformation and thinking about death and all of that stuff but for her it showed up as she was like doing all of this research and introspection on the particular, uh, what is it called? I I forget the name of it, but she was like looking at different banks and stuff like that to figure out who she wanted to invest in. And so she was doing a lot of research, a lot of thinking about long-term goals through the lens of investments, through the lens of, you know, loans, crypto, that kind of vibe. And that's very, very, very much an eighth house theme. So with Venus now stationed direct on September 3rd, in Leo, we're taking all of that introspection and we're actually moving forward in some way. So perhaps this means that you have, like myself, discovered a perhaps a higher standard for your relationships. Maybe you realize, okay, all of the things in the past that I allowed, all of the things that I let in, all of the people that I allowed access to my energy, oh, nah, this not gonna work no more. Because for me to get what I want, I can't keep doing what I've always done. And what I've always done is this and it is not working out for me. It's not working out at all. So perhaps that's that's kind of the realization you've come to. Maybe you need to figure out, or maybe you have figured out 
that you need to alter your approach when it comes to matters of money or matters of self-worth. And now you feel like you have a solid plan. So another thing, you know, Venus retrograde can bring up for us is self-worth, right? It is how we're being valued, whether it is in the relationships or perhaps it showed up for you like, how am I being valued at work? Am I actually being valued or are people taking advantage of me or am I being underpaid or all of these things? So now that, you know, we have this planet that was giving us all of this sort of energy of going within thinking, perhaps overthinking in some ways, right? Perhaps it felt slow and like you're wading through the mud. Now things will kind of feel a little bit more crisp and clear. Okay. Now you feel kind of like, okay, I feel good. I feel like I have a solid plan. I feel like things are going to be moving forward again. And like, I'm not sort of in this kind of stuck stage. Because sometimes I've noticed that for me, retrogrades can show up as feeling like um, not stuck in like a way like you're never going to move, but more so when you're introspecting, when you're thinking about the past, like if you're like looking backwards, how are you moving forward? You feel me? Like you're like, you're like paused. You're like, hmm, let me ponder this for a second. And now it's kind of like, okay, I've pondered. I've gathered gathered the information that I needed. And now let me let me continue on my way. Okay. After this recent and and quite powerful Pisces full moon, this also is going to show up for us where we're setting a lot of boundaries around the action that we're taking or the energies that we're allowing into our lives. Okay. So, you know, again, we talked about the, the Pisces full moon. I have a whole post on it. So go over on Instagram and read that if you kind of want more um, of that and and kind of more of an understanding. But because Pisces, the, the Pisces full moon was like happening as Saturn is in Pisces. And so for us, it showed up as what do we need to release in terms of maybe like loose boundaries? So how do we need to create more boundaries? How do we need to create more just, I guess, like, not, I was going to say gatekeeping, not gatekeeping, but just maybe for you, this means that you need to set better boundaries when it comes to your money or set better boundaries when it comes to your love life, that kind of thing. Also with Venus going direct in Leo, our creativity might like just surge a bit more ideas coming in hot and heavy, renewed sense of readiness to tackle them. Leo is very like heart centered, very passionate, very much like, you know, doing things for a cause. So perhaps you're feeling this like surge of creative energy and the surge of like wanting to take action on a creative venture that has to do with something that you're very passionate about and something that you hold near and dear to your heart. On September 4th, Jupiter retrograde in Taurus happened. So Jupiter stations retrograde in Taurus, okay? Again, right now, if you're unfamiliar, we have a lot of retrogrades, okay? it It's really weird time because it almost kind of feels like we're wading through the mud, like that energy, right? It's kind of like a little bit slower, a little bit thicker. But at the same time, time is also moving like so quickly. It's ridiculous. It To me, that represents sort of like us jumping timeline. So as we're becoming more conscious of the habits that we need to evaluate, the boundaries that we need to set, the things that we need to do, the nudges that we're feeling called to take, it almost feels like, yes, you know, retrogrades have us kind of like, mm, let's sit, let's think, let's ponder. But then it's like you're able to call in the things and do the things that you want to do in a quicker way because obviously time is just a construct, baby, okay? We are perceiving it. And so because you're able to 
recognize the ways that you need to do all of these things in a better way, it feels like you're able to like move through your timeline quicker. It is a really interesting, interesting energy because again, it's like the slowness, but also this quickness at the same time. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop. One scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. So Jupiter and Taurus is such a beautiful transit in my opinion. And, you know, perhaps I think that because Jupiter is in my fourth house right now, and that is the house of like home, family, that kind of vibe. And so Jupiter is all about expansion. It's this beautiful, like bigness energy. So Jupiter can expand, you know, a lot of positive things. And that's typically what we associated with. I believe it's also coined uh, the planet of luck, but it can also expand things to the point of maybe being too much, right? Because you think of expansion and you think, oh, that's beautiful. That's great. And ah, love it. But we have to remember there's a dark side to expansion where if we expand too much or too quickly, it can become excessive. It can become an, an abundance of things that we need. It can become this energy of like hoarding and just a lot. So like I said, I have Jupiter in, in my fourth house and I really have enjoyed this because it literally has manifested as an expansion of house and home for me. I remember when Jupiter stationed, um, when Jupiter stationed in Taurus and, and it went into Taurus, I literally went through that expansion of home. I applied for this town home. I got this town home. I think it was like on a new moon that I applied and it was on a full moon that I was notified. And it was just like a lot of beautiful um, coincidences, but not a coincidence because nothing is a coincidence with the particular transit. So I, I love okay, Jupiter in Taurus. However, when Jupiter stations retrograde on September 4th, we are prompted to go within once again, especially when it comes to the matters of our chart that rule the house Jupiter is transiting. So 
it is going to differ for everyone. If you are an Aquarius rising, you will be like myself. This will be in your fourth house and this will be the house of home and family. So this is about going in, going inward, questioning, um, asking yourself these like kind of maybe hard, maybe maybe complex in some ways questions of what does expansion mean for you and what does this particular expansion mean for you and how it may affect your overall values and what you want in life. So if you are, I'll give you an example of this, if you are an Aquarius rising, you know, for you, perhaps you are thinking about moving or you are thinking about going to a new home or going to a new place. And so now you're going inward. Well, what will, what will that mean for my life? What will that mean for my reality? Perhaps for some of you, it's a literal expansion of your family. Maybe you are contemplating getting pregnant. Maybe you are trying to get pregnant. And so you're you're really sitting with that, like, okay, wow, this is that next stage. And and what what does that mean for you know, me and my partner to become a family, a family of three or four, whatever that looks like for you. And so it's really just kind of like that, that quietness, that stillness, almost liken it to, you know, a meditative chapter, a meditative season of life when a planet is retrograde. So in my case, like I said, I moved, right? So I moved to, I'm still in Dallas, but I moved to a different home and I moved to a bigger home. But I feel like I have this sort of um, this this energy brewing of questioning whether or not I want to stay in Dallas or even Texas long term. I think when I moved here, you know, I, I didn't have a long term plan for it. I didn't say, okay, well, Texas, Dallas is going to be my forever home. When I moved here, I barely even knew if I would like it here. You know what I mean? And it was an incredible risk, and it worked out in that I love it here. But I also I'm one of those souls where I recognize that I can, Dallas isn't the only place in life or the only place in the world that's ever going to feel like home for me. Like there are so many other places and there's something in me that sometimes I'm like, I want to explore that. And I won't even lie. There's a piece of it too linked to my love life where sometimes I wonder if the people that I meet here are, especially with dating, are fully aligned with me. I mean, I have met people who are kind of a bit more open-minded and, and like myself and into like spirituality and esoteric things as well. But there is a lot of, you know, because of the nature of where I am in the United States, we are, I believe Texas is right in the middle of or within the Bible Belt. Um, and so it is incredibly religious. There are churches everywhere, you know, even on the dating apps, like I, every other profile, it's a, a mention of Jesus or church or things like that. And so for me, sometimes it's a question of whether or not this could be a long-term home for me, because I don't necessarily feel aligned with the the way the religious system is so integrated to the politics and integrated to the lifestyle in this state. So that is something I have been questioning. And, you know, it might just affect where I end up moving next. And so perhaps this is my last year in Dallas, or perhaps I stay for another couple of years. I don't know. I really don't know. But these are the questions, right? These are the things that come up during a Jupiter retrograde. It's this question of expansion, but this question of how that will affect you, how, you know, um, what is that bigger picture? What is that bigger vision for yourself, right? Jupiter retrograde is asking us to look at our lives, look at our decisions from a big picture perspective versus just seeing the growth right now and being like, okay, that's it. That's cool. Like, great. Yeah. I moved into town. I'm like, I love it. Amazing. You know, elevation, whatever. But it's like, no, what does this mean for the big picture? Is this the place or like, do I want to go somewhere else? Like, what does that mean? And it's also about asking like, 
what is the direction that you truly want? If your actions and your growth aren't aligned with what your heart and soul are truly craving, then you just may be pushed to change something or possibly to retreat from the world until you can discover what that thing is thing is. And like I said earlier, you know, asking for that clarity, praying for that clarity, asking for that help, it's not a bad idea at all. It's actually something I highly, highly, highly encourage you to do. On September 14th, we have a new moon in Virgo. Okay, it's time to plant some seeds, baby. And one thing about me, I'm not gonna have no garden, but I'm gonna have a garden in my mind, okay? <laughs> I mean, planting seeds all day in my mind. But Virgo rules the sixth house, and the sixth house is all about routine. It's about health. It's about wellness in general. It's like, you know, Virgo is concerned with details. Virgo is very much kind of like concerned with the little things that you do every single day that build up into the life that you're living now. Because if you think about it, if you can break down your life that you're living now, it's all created with little habits. It all is created with like how, you know, how often you eat out versus how often you cook at home, how often you spend money versus how often you save, you know, the little habits to do, like when you clean your house, when you, you know, when you go do all of these things, it really does build up and create the life that you're living. So Virgo is concerned with those details. And often, you know, we associate Virgo with this idea of perfection because Virgo wants to create a perfect world. It wants to kind of have everything in order, everything in, in just like, um, in a nice, perfect little package. So collectively, we may all experience this energy as a calling to get our shit together. Okay. We might want to get it together when it comes to whichever areas of our lives this Virgo new moon is taking place in. So whichever particular house in your chart, but collectively it's going to look like, you know, okay, this is it. Like I, I, I got to get my shit together. I have to like figure things out. Like my, my room is always cluttered. Like I, I, I can't handle this or like my email is always overflowing like this. I, enough of this. I've had enough of this. It's almost like I just need, like it's this energy of like, ah, <laughs> I have to figure this out. I have to get it together. I'm over this. Um, and you know, Virgo, like I said, it's, it's very detailed, but I think the, the, the negative side or the shadow side of that can be that Virgo can tend to be a little bit overcritical, like overcritical of behaviors, overcritical of thoughts, like wanting everything to be just so, and just perfect. And of course, you know, we don't live in a perfect world. Like nothing is perfect. Things are messy. Life is messy. And so as you are experiencing this energy of the new moon in Virgo, I really would urge you not to to be too overcritical of yourself and your behavior, you can absolutely be like, yes, I want to change things. Yes, I want to, um, you know, become more organized. I want to get my shit together. But you can do that all from a lens of like, nurturing or a lens of like looking at it from a kind way and an open perspective with yourself versus being overly critical and just extreme and harsh, right? This is about making sure that as you step into this new season, you are taking charge of your health and you are taking charge of your life. You are taking charge of your organization. You are taking charge of the details without being too harsh or too critical of your current self. This is also happening right as we're finishing up a Mercury retrograde and 
Virgo. So right now, it could mean that you're also taking all of like the introspective things that arose in the Mercury retrograde time period in Virgo. And you're taking all of that and you're saying, okay, this is what I want to implement now with this new moon, right? In Mercury retrograde time period, I kind of learned that I do this or I learned that I don't like when I do this or whatever the case is, whatever came to you in that time period. And it might emphasize that now moving forward, the seeds that you want to plant are related to the things that you recognized during the Mercury retrograde that you want to stop and or start. This also means that as we experience this new moon, there's an energy of like this extra detailed, like microscopic vision and microscopic view of these matters of our lives. So again, the health, the wellness, the routine. Sixth house is sixth house is also, I believe, uh, pets and coworkers. But I believe when you know when we're talking about new moon and Virgo, it, it can be related to you know possibly like your coworkers and your pets and things like that. But I feel like it'll most likely be related to your routines, your day to day, your wellness, like your desire to really like I guess spruce up your wellness routine or create a wellness routine if you don't have one. New moon in Virgo is gonna light a fire under your butt when it comes to these things, but it's not the same kind of fire as say like a a new moon in Aries fire this fire is more of like a critical fire it's the fire of like you know if you've ever had a parent come into your bedroom perhaps and say oh my god it is so messy in here what is all this and it's like they start to just like walk around the room and just tell you like how everything is just out of place and out of whack and they're swiping the cabinets and showing you the dust on their finger and they're like this needs to go and this needs to get wiped down and you have to clean up this it's that energy it's like this parent coming into your room and being like no this is not gonna fly in this house you need to clean up and get it together because we are not gonna have this moving forward so it's very much that energy on september 15th mercury stations direct in virgo hello hello mercury how are you I am so excited for this because this Mercury retrograde, if you are not familiar, you, you, y'all you know, you listened to my last uh, episode, my hard drive and broke. And I'm so mad because girl, I went and found the intro again. Cause like I asked y'all if I should do a new intro and I was like, I think the poll was like split. More people said yes, but then it was so split that I was like, Ooh, no, maybe I, let me keep the old one. But either way, my freaking external hard drive broke. And that was like, all of my episodes because I remember I got a new computer and I didn't want my computer like the the software that I use like creates like really big audio files like really high quality but they're big right and so I didn't want my computer like being bogged down by that and so I bought a drive and so all of my episodes are on there and now they're just like in the ether somewhere (laughs) because the hard drive broke and you know what the thing about mercury retrograde and things breaking and things just like going haywire is that you kind of have to laugh it off. Like I've gotten to this point now where it's just kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. And for me, I was like, you know what, this is time to get a cute hard drive. So I got this like Samsung hard drive. Um, It's in this beautiful, like beige color, so aesthetically pleasing. And I was like, okay, well, you know, had mine not broken, I wouldn't have gotten this like really cute one, you know? <laughs> so we have to look at the, the positive here. We have to kind of like look at it from that, that perspective, but I've just been experiencing like the miscommunication at work, things getting lost in the mail. It is just, it's been quite a um, a Mercury retrograde this time around. But I'm very excited for this plan to be stationed direct. And I'm sure you are as well, especially if you've been experiencing any of the little hiccups that this particular transit tends to bring. But coupled alongside the new moon in Virgo that we just talked about, especially as we wrap up the sun being in Virgo, 
this is a lot of that Virgo energy. So as I said, you guys, just be really aware and conscious of where it is that you might be being like really harsh and overcritical of yourself or even perhaps harsh and overcritical of the people around you. So maybe, you know, you're you're looking at your partner and you're like, oh my God, why do you always do this? This is so messy. This is not together. You need to fix this. Or perhaps it's with your parents or your siblings or whoever it is. And just kind of like, allowing yourself to just be aware of how that energy is showing up and perhaps where you can still deliver your message of like, hey, I need you to clean up and I need you to be more tidy, but maybe delivering it in a more loving and, and just less like critical way. I would not be surprised if you decide to deep clean, uh, organize your closet, declutter your emails and do all of those things during this time, just because of, again, the, the ample amount of Virgo energy that we're working with. You also will notice an actual sharpness to your thoughts, right? Because Mercury is all about communication. It's about, you know, the things that always break down during a Mercury retrograde are the things that are just working well or sharpened when it is stationed direct. So we're talking about the way that your words flow. We're talking about, you know, you're typing emails and you're just on point. You got it. You're like, damn, this email, this is good ass email. You're like, who wrote this? Okay. Who wrote, not me giving Shakespeare, baby, but literally it's like that vibe. It's like, if you're a podcaster, like your words are on point. The ideas are flowing. They're clicking. They're going. It's like, it's almost this whizziness. And you know, Mercury also is just when it comes to Virgo, Mercury rules Virgo as well. And so because of this, it's like your thoughts are going to be moving forward in a very clean and concise and direct way. It is sharp. It is on point. It is focused on the details. You're understanding insights left and right like you never have before. It's kind of like, okay, like have y'all ever, <laughs> if y'all have ever like done edibles or perhaps you smoke, I don't smoke, but I have, like I have edibles. Like sometimes I'll, you know, take a little edible. But when I take edibles and I'm just like watching TV or doing something in the evening, I'll notice that like, I'm just coming up with these ideas and it's giving very much like, not me a genius. <laughs> like I'll literally be saying that thing. I'm like, girl, oh, this right here. Oh, oh, this is fire. This is fire. And you know what? I need to start writing them ideas down because it'd be the most simple things. But I swear the way I think about it, it's just giving fire, fire. And so this is like that energy with Mercury direct and Virgo. It's giving like you were just picking up on the things left and right. And girl, you were seeing things in a different way. So this particular retrograde may have also helped you understand where you need to like shift and declutter. Perhaps this particular retrograde also helped you understand maybe where in your communication you need to declutter. And I say that meaning, you know, perhaps like you have a ton of text messages on your phone and you're like, why am I saving all these? I need to clean this up. Or the emails again, right? The emails. And you're like, why do I have all of these? Or, or even just kind of like, understanding that you can come across in a more direct way in order to get your point across and get what you want without being so like cluttered in your delivery, if that makes sense. So the other planets are still retrograde, but right now it just seems like there's a little bit more gas in the tank of moving forward when it comes to our communication at the very least.
About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in the squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2 and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. On September 23rd, the sun enters the sign of Libra. So today is the day of the autumn equinox. This is when the sun enters Libra. And it's really interesting because when we think of like this time of the year, this is a time when the days start to get shorter, right? And we get more night. And it's sort of like this this shift into a balance between equal time of night and equal time of day. I know a lot of you guys don't like that because of course it means winter is coming, okay? It means, you know, if you are in, uh, what am I, in the Northern Hemisphere, like myself, it means that, you know, it's going to get colder. It means that it's time to buckle down. I personally love the fall and like, I love the winter as well. I know I just, I, I do. Okay. I love coziness. I love holiday markets. I love hot cocoa. So this is my kind of vibe, but I also know that it means that when I wake up in the morning to go to the gym, it's going to be pitch black in the morning and I'm just not going to be here for that. That is one thing I do not enjoy. I won't say that, but with the you know the sun entering libra libra is all about balance or this like desire to restore balance this desire for fairness for justness that's why we have the scales representing libra right so we want kind of you know everyone to get their fair share we want things to work out we want to be diplomatic we want everything to be just so in this beautiful way so things can flow and no one's unhappy and everyone is good and everything is balanced, right? So when this happens, we might just feel really called to consider how we can create more balance in our lives and where we can attempt to find more common ground and more compatible ground with the people in our lives because Libra is also about relationships, right? So when we think about this this balance and this sort of like desire for justice and fairness, it has to do with our one-on-one relationships. It has to do with the relationships with ourselves and our partners, ourselves and our siblings, ourselves and our bosses, just like all of these like relationships that we have, how can we create more balance and fairness and justness in them? 
So Libra is also a cardinal sign. And this a cardinal sign is basically a sign that like starts off a season, starts off a new season. So this is the start of the fall season for us. And Libra kicks that off. So with the start of a new season, this also may symbolize a start of a new season in your life in general, right? So this is coming off of the energy of the Virgo new moon. Perhaps you decided, I am getting my shit together. I have a wellness plan now. I am taking probiotics. I am taking vitamins. I'm doing like you've figured out like all of the things that you want to do. And I think towards the end of the year, it's a really beautiful time too, because you kind of, it's almost like you're like, I want to kickstart my growth ahead of 2024. I'm not waiting until January, baby. New Year's resolution starts today. <laughs> New Year's resolution starts in fall, baby. What you mean January? I don't know her. So maybe that's the vibe that you're in where you're kind of like, nah, we about to kick this shit off right now right now okay so you might feel called to start something again these routines these things and perhaps for you that also means starting something that will help you create more balance in your life right maybe it, that self-care ritual that self-care journey is what you're needing to create more balance in not only your personal life but perhaps in your relationship right maybe you spend so much time working that you haven't been able to create that time with your partner with your friends with your whoever and so the more that you lean into self-care, the more that you lean into balance, the more that you lean into really creating a, a opportunity where you can have more time with those other people, you feel that energy of Libra and it kicks off that new season of your life. You're like, we are in a new season. We are not, we are not overworking anymore. Okay. So instead of leaning into too much self-serving or too much serving of the other, because that is unbalanced, right? Too much working and serving your boss. That's that's too much, too much not working and too much just like not doing anything. That's not a good balance either. So right now we're, it's, it's about balancing the scales and preventing them from tipping and what you can do to sort of achieve that really nice and cohesive sort of balance for yourself. On September 29th, we have a full moon in Aries. So this is time to take stock of the seeds that you planted. And I really want you guys to take a second here take a few minutes perhaps and maybe even pause as I as I describe what you need to do and and sit with this but take stock of the seeds that you planted around March and April of 2023 under the we had two Aries new moons this year and so what seeds did you plant then what did you say you wanted to do what did you start off planting the seeds to do right? Because full moons are, we, we talk about them as culminations, right? Closing out. There, There's times of release. So we perhaps might be releasing behaviors that no longer serve us, that kind of thing. But this particular one, because we had these powerful new moons earlier this year, I think it's a really good time to take stock of what it is that you planted earlier this year and perhaps how that seed has sprouted. And maybe what are some things that you planted that perhaps you realize aren't going to sprout or you don't want them to sprout and that you could release them away. So I remember around this time, this is when I actually really started to dive into doing my research for um, a printer, a manufacturer for my manifesting gold digger planner. If you're unfamiliar at this point, when you guys are listening to this episode, September 1st, so September 2nd, so tomorrow, tomorrow, my Manifest Daily shop opens. I'm so excited. I cannot wait for you guys to see this. I have the Manifesting Gold Digger Planner in there. We have digital and physical. If you are in UK, US, and Canada, you're I'm shipping the physical planner to those locations. I'm still trying to work on like getting the shipping prices down because when I tell you guys, it's so much money to ship to UK and Canada like hello is everyone well like why is shipping so much money anyways 
there's a digital version as well. So if you're like, I am not in either of those locations, or perhaps you are, but you're like all about a digital planner, I have a digital version for you. I have stickers, I have pens, I have pen cases, pen pouches as I'm calling them. All of the things are in the shop. I'm gonna be adding more things to the shop. I actually was thinking the other day, I got this idea of doing, um, bringing back some body products. I love, like my COVID hobby was candles. I made candles. I got super freaking into that. Just, I dove down. I was like in several Facebook groups where like, I would be talking to people about candle wick size and like underwicking and overwicking candles, candle size testing, candle wick. T- Girl, I was in a rabbit hole, okay? So anyways, um, check out the shop tomorrow. It's going to be on uh, the website. It's going to be shop.themanifestdaily.com. There's no www. It is just shop.themanifestdaily.com. I'm going to have an ad for the shop tomorrow too. So you guys can like remember. And I also will give you guys a special coupon code if you listen to the podcast and you, you'll be able to hear that and use that code to shop tomorrow for the launch. But that being said, around this time of this new moon, I was, I was looking for the manufacturer because I was like, okay, I want a printed planner and I want a high quality planner. I want something where like, you could see this in a target. You could see this in a paper source. You could see this in the Barnes and Noble and you would not blink an eye. You'd be like, oh shit, that's a nice ass planner. You feel me? Like that's the vibe I was going for. And so I started my research then. And it's so crazy because around this time, right? September 29th, full moon in Aries, I will the seeds I'm 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 seeing sprout or that have sprouted for me are the planner being made are that you guys will be able to get your hands on it whether it is the digital or the physical so it's such a beautiful thing to look back and see what are the seeds you planted then and where they are now what is happening now okay under this full moon recognize how much things have grown recognize what happened when you planted the seeds recognize where you may need to audit the work that you're doing and what you need to release that again perhaps you planted but perhaps they have not sprouted or perhaps you've decided in the time you know that you know since March April to now you're like "Mm, I don't want to do that anymore I don't I don't really care for that anymore that doesn't really feel aligned anymore right because sometimes we plant seeds and they're all well and good and they're beautiful and they're great and whatever but along the journey we we're kind of like oh I don't really think that's for me don't feel like the need to stick with something simply to stick with it I mean why (laughs) for what reason what are you doing Okay, if you don't like it, if you don't care for it, if if it's not your vibe, leave it alone. Like put it down. You don't have to carry everything forever. Like it's not that deep. You know what I mean? So since we're nearing the end of the year, look back and see what's been working for you and what is no longer working for you, what no longer feels aligned. Okay. It is not too late, nor is it too early ahead of 2024 for you to audit and change things. Like I said, you do not have to be till January. You do not have to wait for a specific time in this timeline for you to decide to change your life for you to decide to take command and take action and take leadership over your own life you can do that at any single moment okay so my loves that is everything i have on the energy report i believe that's everything right okay so like i said tomorrow shop is launching keep an eye out i follow the instagram the instagram is just shop the manifest daily um, I created a separate one because I wanted to make sure that over on the manifest daily, I could, you know, still post like my new moon and full moon and, and quotes and all the things and not have it just be product all the time. So shop the manifest daily. If you're interested, that's where I'll be announcing any new products that I stock in the shop, that kind of thing. If you have a specific product you would like to see, let me know. I would love to bring back my candles. I truly had such a love of making them during COVID. 
And I mean, so, like I miss my own candles. Okay. Like they were so good. Um, and then I might do like some other stuff as well, but let me know if there's anything you would love to see in there. But thank you, my loves for listening, for tuning in for the long intro for all of the things. Um, I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful start to your September. I cannot believe it's already September, but I hope you have a beautiful start to your September, a beautiful rest of your week and an amazing weekend as well. I will chat with you in the next episode next week. Bye my loves. What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestly.com slash events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in bali everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.